When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Real Moms of Bravo. 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 Hello, happy day, and boy, oh boy, our friends down in Charleston never disappoint when it comes to your reunion. Dare I say that part one of Southern Charm exceeded part one of Salt Lake? Oh, it 100% did. I, it, I mean, I think universally people have said even like, I mean, John um, Hill was talking about it with Andy. Like he was like, I don't understand why we're not just going to jump to reality Von Tees. And I appreciate with Southern Charm, I think because there were a lot of things that were a little bit more ongoing and there wasn't like this big bomb dropped at the end that there were stuff we could just discuss right away. And I feel like they actually covered quite a bit. They did. So one thing I want to call out, we love Madison. I think she's such an amazing mom. I thought it was, I was very touched by Andy kind of getting choked up when talking about Hudson and how he got bullied. And how she handled that situation. So I'm really, I would, I, I would know love more the footage though. of what she said on that <laughs> ring camera. Well, because it's also kind of hard because it's like you don't want to immediately jump to like being pissed at the parent because they might not have known this happened. You know what I mean? It, like they're 10 years old. It seems like they live in a really like nice, safe neighborhood. I, I know it was a different time, but I grew up in a neighborhood where like the kids, we would just ride our bikes and you'd meet up with other kids and like parents didn't always know what was going on and where you were. So um, I want to be careful not to be like, those people weren't watching their kid or what, but like, I'd be curious. I think when she said in the, if the problem was solved, I wonder if it meant like the parents disciplined the kid or that Madison disciplined those parents. I feel like Madison, I, Wait, my brain goes to Madison. I will I say Jenny in Georgia. Like I think of that show when the mom pulls that boy aside and like basically cusses him out. I picture well, her saying like, don't, if you fuck with my kid, you're fucking with me. So and I don't love that. I'm going to be honest. I think it's really not a, if that's what she did, we're all, this is all speculation. I really, I, I would, I wish she would have said a little more. I get why she didn't. She had a, like the kid involved as a minor. She has to be careful what she says. I don't love the idea of like cussing out a parent for the way a child behaved. If the parents weren't home and you don't know the full story. No, but true. True. For the drama would, of it all. Yeah. I, yeah. Could, I could see, I would, let's assume that she handled it the best way. And cause we haven't heard anything else. Hudson is safe. He also got a punching bag yeah. for Christmas. So, I mean, he's going to be beefing okay. up. Did you wonder this too? I feel like it's a little odd for children of that age to be biting. I was like wondering, like, is there something like this is child? Is there something else going on with the, the child that bit him that we might not know about like behaviorally? No, so. definitely. Yeah. To so, me, anyone who would bite, it's almost like not to get so deep. And Abby and I have done our own work with therapy but it seems like someone who can't like self-regulate their emotions and like goes to a place where biting is that yeah i just but, feel like it screams like a little bit of like a behavior might be a behavioral issue absolutely yeah. dr becky though that's a different show for that yeah. so let's get back i want to save all the shep moments. yeah that's like one big thing we need to that's unpack. one big thing that we'll unpack um jt so i think there's a lot of um I see we've received a lot of DMs about he needs to do less. He needs to do less. That people don't like JT. He is giving Teddy Nat energy in this, um, saying he's gonna perform a fuckboy exorcism. What is your all overall take on JT? So one, I your first reunion, you sit down and you're like, I'm coming after you, Austin. Like it just felt a little like 
trying too hard. And let's be honest, we we really liked JT when we met him in person. Um, but it feels to me like a little bit trying too hard. Anytime Austin said anything, he like immediately was like, well, you said this three years ago. It just felt like every, like there was no way for Austin to win. I do give Austin a lot of credit. There were a few times where he was like, JT, just shut up. But he didn't really engage. Like he was just like, okay, whatever. Like, I mean, Madison made the comment like, wow, therapy's working. I did think it was a little weird when JT goes, well, she's a monster and now she's a bored housewife. I'm like, yeah, Austin loves to like knock at Madison because I think he has this, this is why he's in therapy. He has this issue where like he loses and ruins a good thing with women. And I think he realizes that as volatile as he and Madison were, he did at the end of the day love her. And I think it bothers him that she's moved on. And so even though he's dated a bunch of other women, he's not married. He's not in a serious relationship. Well, she was probably the closest relationship. Yeah. To that. To yes. marriage. I mean, I know there was talks of that with Olivia, but Madison definitely had a choke hold on him. That yeah. he, I would, I would assume if it weren't for the circumstances of the show, he'd probably be thinking, man, what would my life have been like without her or with her? Sorry. If things yeah. were different, like if we were married, like what would things be like? Um, which was also like a topic of conversation with Shep, which again, we're going to save Shep and just talk about all of the Shepness. But I personally with JT. So one thing I love about Southern Charm is that so much of the arguing, although we did t- have Taylor and Olivia, but the men are just as involved and fighting just as much. So I'm for an unhinged male Bravo Leb, one who's not afraid to get in there. One who's kind of like really messy, very unhinged. So I'm all about it with JT just because we see it so much from housewives and other women on Bravo. So that's well, I mean, originally Southern Charm was going to be all men. I mean, it pretty much was for a while. It was Cam and all the boys and then more women were introduced. I will also say if it were anybody else but Austin, I would find JT just like I couldn't even watch the reunion. Like if he was like going after Craig like that, it was like everything Craig was saying, he was like jumping on it. I would be like, oh my God, I can't handle this. There is a little bit of like, well, Austin, you might deserve someone just being a little like bug in your ear, driving you nuts because he does come into these situations and it's kind of like he can do like he's been wrong. Well, Madison was getting like FaceTimes with, you know, an ex MLB player, you know, like all this stuff. Like, um, I do enjoy a little bit of like Austin having to be the one who's on the receiving end of it. I just don't, I don't know if JT's doing the best job and I don't think it's working. I think Austin's just like, no shoe fly. He is doing a horrible job. Let, let me be clear. You guys, he's doing a horrible job, but as a viewer, I find it very entertaining and just comical. I appreciate the effort. I get that. He's not energy to a lot of you listening. You're like, ugh, go away. Hate him. But I think because I'm easily won over and he was very kind to us, I just find it entertaining and just funny. So that's that's the JT of it all. Um, let's talk Taylor and Olivia. So this was towards the tail end of the episode. The big, you know, they kind of start to unpack everything that happened between them, the whole Austin of it all at nauseum. Basically, Taylor was trying to say to Olivia, you did the same thing to you basically did the same thing I did. Forgive as you'd like to be forgiven. Yes. Forgive as you'd like to be forgiven and brought up the fact that Olivia post college, she had to be very young, had a moment, a one night stand with T-Rap. Mind you, she did not have a relationship with Catherine, even though she does now. So how Taylor thought this was worthy bringing up is beyond me. I think it's really gross. Um, Obviously, like it was a one night stand. And here's the other thing, too. The different. There's a lot of things that make it different. She wasn't best friends with Catherine. She didn't know Catherine. Maybe Catherine and Thomas were together. That's not on Olivia. She did not know her like they didn't. Catherine, I mean, people have said she didn't grow up in this kind of like upper class of uh, Charleston. I'm guessing Olivia did by the fact that like her how her parents' house is right by Shep's home, like where Shep's like where Shep lives. Her brother was good friends with T Rav when he was alive. Like it's like they he she was running in some of these circles um, where she knew some of these people. I hate to say like T Rav is like upper class, but he he comes from a lot of money, uh, which seems to be 
the way the way to get to the top in Charleston. Catherine did not. So it makes sense to me. She didn't know Catherine that their path really didn't cross. They weren't in the same circles. T-Rev is a sexual predator. Like this is known. So there have been lawsuits with him. There were settlements outside of court. I think it was hush money. That's allegedly, that's my speculation. But she was young. He was older. We've seen him do this. I think he is a predator. I think he took advantage of a young girl. She was embarrassed, ashamed by it. The only other person that she told, not the only other person that knew, the only person she told was Taylor because she said, you defended me at the reunion. I wanted to shut it down, but I wanted you to know the truth. Then Taylor puts it out there to try to make her look bad and has this smirk on her face as if she feels so vindicated and valid, like so validated by this. And it's like, I don't know. I just think it's really, really disgusting. I think it's really sad. And I do think Taylor right now is just like a lost soul. And she needs to do a lot of work in therapy because she, you could even see it. Like, she, I think she would take shut back right now and marry him. I mean, that is like, what is wrong with you? This what man, is wrong with you? So let's talk about that. Let's talk yeah. about Shep. So one of the things mentioned, Shep, a couple of things. One with Taylor. He said he was the happiest he's ever been with her. But we're not but, together. But we're not together. It's so twisted. That is such a mind fuck. He also said, and this I would love your opinion. He also feels that if it weren't for the show, that he and Taylor would be married, kids, happy ever after. He's blaming it on the show. He wouldn't That's be like cheating on her. Mm-hmm. You can't. Okay. I think somebody, a cast member said this too. Like if somebody called him out and was like, how do you, how can you say that right with her right there? Like, I will say, I don't have a lot of sympathy for Taylor when it comes to some of the heat she's getting from Olivia. She is bearing her own grave. She is not like owning up, I think, to everything. But she's a person in a very fragile state. Shep knows this and is saying these things to just kind of mentally mess with her and kind of keep her, make sure that he's always an option, that she's never fully over him. She said that she's like dating someone and you could see like in her heart, she would take Shep back. She misses him. She like to her, that's like the best relationship. And I think what goes to show how little Shep knows about women connection and having a real relationship is when they were all kind of teasing Shep for not pleasing women in the bedroom. She said she could count on one hand the number of times that she was satisfied, basically, that she got an orgasm out of having sex with him. And he was like, well, then why do you know, why would you say we, you'd take me back all these things? And she was like, because there were other things I enjoyed about you. Like, I think for Shep, it's just all about sex and that's it shout out to craig during that moment yes i mean we love a man who it's a woman yeah yeah makes her sure she's satisfied i just picture Paige bossing him around like with some light bondage you know i liked that he wasn't afraid to say some of the things he likes to do in the bedroom and then when he was also like to me that just shows someone confident like i feel like we're all at an age we're having sex like yeah you know like i've got three kids it was not immaculate conception. I've had sex, you know, like really? it's just kind of what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only, only breaking news. <laughs> only three times. Um, but it's just like, I don't know. I feel like we're all adults. We can talk about those things. I really thought it was like cool, like very sex positive of Craig to like say those things, but also be like, Shop, that's just what they're telling you. That like, oh yes. you know, he's like, you can you if you care about a woman, which I'm like, you know what? Paige is probably bossing him around, but I bet Paige can count. Paige would need like 20 extra sets of hands to count how many times she's been satisfied. Absolutely. So we love a man who puts his lady first. And also, I also want to give another nod to Craig of like, talk about growth. Pillow King, employing uh, 30 employees with healthcare and insurance. His business is booming. Um, This is a good moment to plug us. We, if you're in Kansas City, and listening, he's going to be here in two weeks, January 26 and 27 at the Johnson County Home and Garden Show. And we will be moderating a panel with him. So we would love, love, love to see you there. But um, also, if you're not going to be there, oh yeah, let us know what questions you may have. Um, I have some things that I kind of, I'm curious what you all would like us to ask. I want to give him credit too for, I know he's friends with Whitney, but he said, I think it's really convenient or I, he worded like, Whitney's not here. And he said, I think it's wrong. He shared the nude. Like, I just, I applaud him because sometimes there's people who like will never talk negatively about a friend. 
And I think he, what he said was perfect. He didn't throw his friend under the bus. I think he basically said, look, I don't think it's right that he shared those nude photos. And I think it's really convenient. He's not here and we can't talk to him about it. And then I also like that he said, but to be honest, Shep, I don't like that you shamed her when she tried to send you nudes. And he said that when he's dating a woman, he doesn't like, he holds her to a different standard. So basically, if you're a one night stand, send Shep all the nudes you want. I feel like to me, it's very much like, well, if you're a wife, you need to act like a lady. I don't know. It's just kind of like very 1950s. Oh my gosh. So then Shep has this moment with Andy. He's like, wants to go out there. A lot of uh, PR for him, but it's like, I want to address BravoCon. And he, I mean, when Andy Cohen's looking at you and it's like, just so you know, because you were blacked out, Austin Kroll had your back and was looking out for you. Did you know that? <laughs> like, were you, were you aware? So Shep is sharing that he was blacked out the entire weekend. Um, we shared this to our Instagram and also have a post, but Paige Davis, shout out to her, also shared an encounter, a horrific encounter with Shep where he was blacked out, rude to casino employees. So he was, and we saw it. I would say, I mean, we saw it firsthand at the Bravos. He, I think there was more than alcohol going on. If I'm being completely honest, I think he needs a full. Allegedly. No, he needs, I just think, I agree with Madison. She was like, I was about to cry. I thought he was going to tell us all he's going to rehab, but that's what he needs. And I think Andy was trying to say it in a delicate way. Like basically like if you don't get your shit together and get your vices under control you're off the show like you this is just i mean he was yeah for those who don't know he like told called fans like fucking losers at the yes he was in he was horrible and so i think it says a lot to craig and austin like say what you want about either one of them but they so shep had a lunch or something i mean they didn't plan his own intervention he had his own intervention in a way and craig and shep did not show up they're like i've seen and heard this so many times that we actually want to see actionable steps from you. And I think it's more than just cutting out liquor and only drinking beer. Like Craig had the best line I've ever heard. He said, the the road you're on right now leads to a cliff. Basically, like you are driving yourself into off a cliff. And like, I was like, that was so powerful. And I agree. And I think he said, when people ask me, what is like, what would Shep have to do? He's like, it's everything but anything. And I think he's basically just saying like one little step towards like trying to cut alcohol out or say, I'm going to start attending AA. I don't know if I'm an alcoholic, but I want, I need to be around sober people right now. I think that like for Shep and for Craig and Austin, excuse me, that would be enough. It's really, it's really sad. And what to me, it just like, this is like why people study addiction because this is, this is an addict, I think. And the fact that he's like, well, I'm going to cut out liquor it's like he can't let go of no it's heartbreaking and i think we all have friends or people we know who are have struggled with an addiction of some kind and it is a disease for a reason it's something that stays with you i personally do not have that but i've seen it through secondhand through people that i know it's a true disease it's not yeah it's It's a a true disease and Mm -hmm. i feel like until he's willing to look at it that way um, and also, I feel there's so much self-hatred in Shep with him not being deserving of Taylor. I'm the happiest of with her, but I don't want that situation. Like, I don't have a pillow empire or a podcast. Like, he's just a trust fund kid. There's so much self-loathing that um, the therapist lover in me is like, you've got a lot of inner child work to do, a lot of things to unpack, and also address why do you drink yourself to the point where you are no longer present. Um, I do think Bravo and Andy, especially, I do wonder like if he were to come back that they would require some sort of outpatient or whatever it may be. um, Rehabilitation. I don't, I don't know where, where production company gets in because this, we've talked about this before where, Ronnie and Sonia, we've yeah, seen this. Yeah, we've seen like you enjoy the drunken antics, but then it gets dark. And we're at a place right now where it's dark, especially when it comes to Chap. He didn't show it throughout the season, but clearly off here, it's like, bro. I think the sad part is it's almost like because he's never had to work and he's been given everything, it seems like. It's almost as if he has no, in his mind, he has no purpose. And I think his own, like right without the show. He really has nothing, but maybe it would take kicking him off the show to get him 
to find like it's just it's sad and i think he's just it's a it's sad i mean i know shep is not the world's greatest person he has done and said horrible terrible things i'm not excusing that i just think anytime you see a person in that type of like Yeah, heart goes there, and I will give him the fact that he was willing to say those things on camera and have his friends kind of call his ass out as well. Um, says a lot, but then the rest of the members, like you said initially, is that Madison was like, "Wait, I thought he was going to rehab, not just like cut out liquor. Like, like, oh, I'm not going to drink liquor. I'm just going to drink beer." But I mean, it's giving Mia vibes. Like, I don't drink anymore. (laughs) I thought about that. (laughs) Just what I can get at the grocery store. It's like. But less comical. That's, yeah, I, right. Her, her version's funny because she like wants to, I think it, for her, it's more like vanity, lose weight type of stuff. Um, yeah. All right. But so we've got more uh, to unpack. I do feel like it's funny. They're going to bring Rod and Rodrigo out. Did I don't know if Rodrigo had much of a purpose this I, You know, I've, that, I kind of hate it because especially as a Latina here listening and having I love a gay man. We haven't had a gay man. Yeah. Yes. And like, I feel like he probably filmed a lot. I don't know the backstory. There's always, there's always two sides. Right. But I would, I would love to see more of Rodrigo more than Rod. Personally, Rod seems like too nice to be on TV. He seems really sweet. Maybe come up to a party here or there, but I would love to see more Rodrigo. And I'm going to say it. Leva, why are you there? I it's don't go to Southern hospitality. You don't, yes. you don't go on Castro, but no. also, okay. Why is Leva there? Why isn't Whitney? He, wait, yes. That How does part he of, get out of reunions? I don't know. I think because he has a producing creator then credit. Then he shouldn't be on it. Like, it's like, you can't be like, oh, I can't go to the reunion because I'm a producer. Then you can't be on the cast. No. Which no. killed me though, because I would want Patricia. So it's this, I, I get the. But Patricia deserved more role on a couch than Leva. I'm sorry. Leva. Yeah. It comes in at certain opportunities. She is moving storyline. Like I'll give her, you know, credit. Not saying this like I dis- I don't dislike Leva. I just think for the purpose of the show and having a seat on that couch, she should c- popped in like Rodrigo and Rod. In my opinion. yeah, like she didn't need to be there. She was the not full time cast. No, so ugh, I don't know. Yeah. I would love to hear your all thoughts, but part one clearly delivered because we are just. Talking endlessly about it. it. We're 20 minutes into it. So we are going to take a quick ad break. Real change happens when you're consistent and achieving the hair of your dreams is no exception. Thanks to Vegamore. Sticking to my hair routine has never been easier. And I'm finally, hopefully going to be seeing the results I've ever wanted. I feel like ever since I've had children and in the sense of the fact that I heat style my hair, I definitely am seeking more, more volume. So I'm very, very excited that Vegamore is a sponsor of the show. Their products are 100% cruelty-free and never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, consistency is key. I am making it a full part of my routine. I cannot wait to share results with you all. The Grow Hair Serum is something I'm very, very excited to use as well. They gave me a little head massager as well that I'm, I plan on imp- implementing into my daily routine. You know, we have our skincare routine. This is going to be part of my hair routine outside of just washing and conditioning. Having my monthly subscription of Grow Hair Serum, Vegamore makes it easy to stay consistent. When I sign up for a monthly subscription, I can get a one bottle or three bottle scent. Plus I save more and I never run low on products. I need to take care of my hair. Fun fact, Vegamore sells one bottle of Grow Hair Serum every 15 seconds on their website. That is how good this stuff is. Elevate your hair wellness routine this year with Vegamore. For a limited time, get 20% off your first subscription order by going to vegamore.com slash realmoms and use code realmoms at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash realmoms, code realmoms to save 20% off your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash real moms code real moms. Right now, we'd like to thank the sponsor of this episode, LifeMD. Looking to lose weight and improve your health? You're not alone. More than 40% of Americans are considered clinically obese. But without the right resources and support, the plan to better health, health can be challenging, to say the least. The good news is LifeMD can help. As one of the world's leading online healthcare providers, LifeMD takes the hassle, expense, and guesswork out of reaching your weight loss goals. Its comprehensive weight management program combines access to breakthrough GLP-1 medications with coaching and metabolic testing 
to help patients on their journey to lose weight and maintain their long-term results. Visit lifemd.com slash real moms to start your weight loss journey today. LifeMD's management, weight management program gives qualifying patients access to GLP-1 medications like Wagovi. These groundbreaking drugs improve metabolic function, regulate digestion, and suppress appetite to help you feel fuller longer. And these results are astonishing. In studies, GLP-1 drugs have been shown to help patients lose on average 15% of their body weight. Now, as you may already know, the process of losing weight and keeping it off can feel daunting, especially if you've had trouble in the past. The good news is LifeMD is here to help you every step of the way. As a patient, you can schedule online, one-on-one sessions with licensed healthcare providers who help you create a healthy eating plan, monitor your progress, and make choices that align with your goals. And rest assured, with LifeMD, losing weight does not need to break the bank. They'll help you maximize your insurance coverage to make medication as affordable as possible. If you're not satisfied for any reason, you can cancel. LifeMD's comprehensive weight management program has everything you need to succeed. Your journey begins with a virtual assessment that includes blood work, health assessment, and video call with a licensed clinician. They even offer mobile lab collection services for people who prefer to get blood work done at home. Then your clinician will create your custom weight loss plan and, if appropriate, prescribe a medication that can help you reach your goals. And that's not all. LifeMD's online patient portal and user-friendly app is easy to communicate with your care team when you need guidance and support. With the right resources and support, losing weight doesn't need to feel like an uphill battle. Embrace your journey towards a healthier, happier you and achieve lasting, sustainable weight loss with LifeMD by your side. Visit LifeMD slash Real Moms to get started so you can enjoy a brighter tomorrow. That's LifeMD dash Real Moms. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. Miami. Why? I really enjoyed this episode for a couple of different reasons. One, I find myself really, really liking Marcus. Um, I he seems like such a lovely human. He's a catch. Um, He's a catch. Yeah. So I'm kind of like Marcus. What are you doing with Larsa? <laughs> I'm like she's got so much baggage. She's so much drama. Like, do you really want to have like that many stepkids? that grown up that fast like i you know i'm like clearly he loves her and maybe this is what he wants he has connections with her kids but i agree with you i'm like dude you're like you're very attractive you're funny you're caring you're clearly wealthy because you're michael jordan's son like you could have like a younger or something like yes and i wonder at what point because i think of i feel like you see this trope on a lot of like women who date younger men like did, does he want children of his own? Like, has that been a discussion? So I'm really curious to see how far this relationship go. But clearly those two are glued together. But I, you know, most of the time, like, for instance, Caroline and Sergio, annoyed that he's glued to her. But when it comes to Marcus and Larsa, I don't mind it because he doesn't really. Yeah. What is it? Is it like much. we have a weird, like. I don't know what it, I, you know what I think it is? He's not like her servant. He's more supportive. And Sergio gives like, I'm basically your assistant vibes. Like, you know? Yeah. But he's just also when the women are around, he doesn't like plop a seat. And it's like, he's like, not like a little dog. Spill the tea girls. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like Sergio is like Caroline's little puppy. Like she needs a basket to carry him in. And I think Marcus is a man. And like stands on his own, but also, I don't know. I agree. Like I find myself having a crush on him. His conversation with her daughter, I thought it was really cute, even though it was so out of touch. Like these are Nepo babies. Yeah. Nepo babies that grew up just insanely wealthy. Have Like the fact when he was like, he said, I don't think I'm spoiled. I think I'm like privileged. And he was talking about like flying and he's like, well, I never went on a commercial flight till I was like 16 because his dad had a jet, which like though. You're fucking Michael Jordan's son. Of course you're not flying commercial. Like, I mean, it's like Shaq's kids. They're not flying commercial. No. Shout out to Shaq. Financial guru Shaquille O'Neal. No, but like listening to that conversation and part of me is like, Larsa, honey, Lisa's having Logan, who's a child, open up a checking book. And Sophia is, you know, about to go to college, maybe. I'm not quite sure how old she is. And you're now just having this discussion. It's just like made me laugh watching and Marcus, I mean, he clearly d- needs to learn how to save money. We all do, myself included. 
Um, I want to share the first time I got a checkbook. So watching little Logan um, with Lisa sign his checkbook. When I, I got my first checkbook when I was in middle school, like 12, Same. 13. I had a banking account before then, but I couldn't like with. Yeah. So I got my first checkbook, but I thought checkbooks were like credit cards. So so I remember them left. Yes. So I remember going to the mall and shopping at Hollister, Abercrombie. And I'm like, yep, sign a check and they'll take it because, you know, back back then they didn't immediately bounce as fast too. Like, yeah, because they had to go process it. Yeah, they had to go process it. So it went through, but eventually it did bounce. And the bank like forgave me forgiveness because they're oh, like, wow. oh, she's. It must not bounce that much. Oh, well, it's not like I was spending like a thousand dollars. It was like $50 or something. They're like, yeah, oh, it's okay, darling. This That's is not a credit cute. card. So I just thought that whole situation was funny. Um, also, as someone who's married to a financial advisor, I don't know that he would agree. And you married to an accountant. I don't know that he would agree that $45,000 a month rent is a good investment. Yeah. I mean, I get interest rates are not ideal right now. Um, and a lot of people are renting out of necessity. If you can afford $45,000 a month, I think you should look for a home. And like, I just, and again, we're coming from Kansas City, Kansas and St. Louis, Missouri, where it's just a different beast. I know in Miami, it's very, very expensive. But $45,000 a month, I agree. That's insane. No, it's insane. And Todd, a lot of you have sent this out to us. He is on TikTok explaining himself and why, you know, renting is great. And again, we're not here to have like DM wars with anybody. No beef if you rent. It's just oh, I, when yeah. I hear it, when I hear that, I'm just like, in my mind, I'm like, well. And there's moments bad. where it makes sense. Like if you're moving into a new city and you're like, we don't really know where we want to settle down yet. So we're going to rent. So we're not committed to something. Like I totally understand. But this is somebody who's lived in Miami. She knows where she wants to live. Like I don't It's going to stay in Miami. Like yeah. this isn't like just, you know, a potential second property or like whatever, first property. So anyhow, I just thought that was interesting. Marisol threw the party of all parties, a Girl. gifting lunch. I never in my life have I been invited to a gifting lunch. I mean, I do feel like I would walk in like Julia and just be like, what? Like, I just get all this stuff for free. Like, this is it did scream buying my friends. Yeah, but like, I'm fine with that. I mean, buy me. Yeah, that's fine. But I it's just like think it's funny because like, the Roni women with Jenna Lyons like had such an issue with all the little gift bags, which essentially was not a gifting party, but. I think I, it's different when it's like a gift bag. It's different when you're like, okay, go pick out this and go like I, you know, that to me, I was like this, but hey, I mean, they had a lot of fun. It was maybe that's just how she likes to show appreciation to her friends instead of saying like happy birthday. Just yeah. Throw a gifting lunch for all my friends. No, I I was here for it. And I also enjoyed seeing a different side of Marisol. It's always conversations on why she's friend of. I think she chooses to be friend of. Um for the purpose of she gets to stir enough the pot and doesn't have to be put in the hot seat as much, even though she was put in the hot seat for good reason in this episode. But I like seeing her with her stepsons. And I just always enjoy seeing um, some of these, what we refer to them in our head, sometimes quirky characters show a little bit of a maternal side and sage her home and get rid of, you know, whatever ghost that's haunting it. So I enjoy Marisol and that side of her. It- it did that like she did make me laugh with that i also like i will say and our friend danielle um at hallibat cards um memed this i also enjoyed that when they were you know kind of talking about like it's really adriana like you know like produce like production like as they were having even the interviews and like i do think like they're trying to be like you guys are mad at nicole you shouldn't be it was really fun to be like well i'm just sick of being mad at her i just i'm gonna be mad at nicole because i i can't be mad at adriana anymore it's like but do you realize, like, that logic doesn't make sense? <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. Like, Nicole got the shit for Anna Kinkosis coming to mm-hmm. this lunch, not knowing it was all Adriana trying to purposely set up Alexia and Marisol. And once Julia, bless her, got Adriana to admit it, she still was unscathed and just because she was sick of being mad at her, which yeah. was so funny. And so I housewives. It was that to me is like, you can tell these women have known each other for a while. Like, oh, I've gotten in so many fights with her. Like, that's not even a good storyline. I'm just going to pick someone else to be mad at. 
for what Adriana did. Um, but no, I feel like we're like, Bev- like not Beverly Hills. Miami is, um, I think, picking it up a little bit. I enjoyed this episode a little bit more. I will say I enjoy all of them. I just feel like when it came back on Peacock, it was just a little bit more explosive. But some of it could be that third season kind of figuring yeah, it out. Yeah, we're coming off the aftermath of the yeah. Lenny. Like there's yeah. a lot of high points that we've had. And it's like the women getting into your groove. However, you know, you mentioned this when you recorded with Paige, but Gertie continuing to be so raw and emotional regarding her breast cancer journey was everything. I'm so glad, like it breaks my heart that she has to like, it, she, I mean, understandably so gets triggered over these fights and is like, what the fuck are you guys doing? I have to I'm, go back. Yeah. Like I might I'm be dying sick. and you guys are all fighting about stupid shit that is not going to matter when, when it things get serious. Yeah. So I appreciate the women coming together and, it really does shut them down. Lisa, I didn't really like that. She was like, oh, I can really clear the table. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, Someone like just really- literally shared something that's like very scary. So get your ass up and have a fucking heart. Um, Kiki, to me, is one of the best friends of. I thoroughly enjoy her and look forward to the swim party. Um, So let's hop on over and go west to Beverly Hills. So the ladies take a trip to Ohio. Ohio? Is that how you, yeah. How do you, is that right? Ohio. Yeah. Okay. Ohio, California. We get them in a sprinter van, which I think we need more. With cameras. Van. With cameras. We need more sprinter vans with the Beverly Hills women. Oftentimes they're always in duos. And I think it's because how spread out Callie is and where they all live, but we rarely get them in a sprinter van. I also have a gift of being able to shop anywhere. Um, like Kyle Richards, my queen. I also want to unpack. So they get to a winery. The women are hanging out and Kyle starts to talk about how she, the girl who intro line for always has been in this town on the whatever (laughs) Beverly Hills, but she is thinking about would move elsewhere when Portia graduates. She had a really interesting choice of words though. I'm going to live somewhere that makes, me happy no we no mo and i like i feel like this episode without directly saying it basically made it clear her and mauricio are not together like that he was and i think he's gonna be pretty absent most of the season i mean we've hardly see him and when we do he's just like love being love being like he's kind of pointless this season so far i know they're going to have like some sort of heart to heart or where they talk about like basically telling the kids that they're separating but yeah like i feel like it was just like an interesting choice of words and the fact that she said there's things that have happened in my life and i realized like i just don't want to be in that ho- like alone in that house anymore and you know i think it's probably something that a lot of like women who um as their kids get older and have a lot of children and their life is all about raising these kids and then all of a sudden it's like you know, Portia's in high school, like, you know, she's going to be in college. It's like, oh, like, who am I when I'm not like a caregiver and a mom? And I think she's like, I'm not a person who wants to be in Beverly Hills. I feel like this happens in a lot of relationships, obviously without camera lenses, but that empty nest where people's relationships revolve so much around their children. They lost a sense of themselves and their marriage. And I mean, that's why my parents divorced. Like there was like, it's funny, like I would say to people like, Cause when people ask you about like, I'm like, Oh, like my parents were divorced or whatever. I'm like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Was that hard growing up? And I was like, well, they didn't get divorced till I was in college. And like, they used the same lawyer. It was very much just like a, we fell out of love, but there was like a lot of families that I grew up with that had this same thing. No one cheated. No one did anything wrong. It was just, they both, I think like, as like us kids went to college, just started sitting around and they're like, I, I don't like you. Well, no, it was more like, I, I, I appreciate you. I, you're my friend and we've built something beautiful. But I think like for my parents, like my mom and dad were both kind of like, we just like realized like we didn't love each other anymore as a husband and wife. Yeah. And we both wanted that. So it made sense to, to end it. I do. I mean, yeah, it is kind of sad. I also think it's like a nice little like scary reminder, lesson learned, like for those of us with young kids, like I think it's so easy. Sometimes I feel like it's like so hard when you have young kids, when you're like, oh, I'm making a concerted effort to have more date nights. And then people are like, wow, are you ever with your kids? Or like, we get DMs. and I don't think they're shady, but people will be like, how are you girls able to like be gone all the time? What do you do for childcare? And it's like, okay, we're not gone all the time. We go on like date nights. We have like, I have 
I'm very lucky. I have a sitter who is amazing that has been our sitter for five years. She is part of our family, essentially. You have a mother. But like, I think when people say those things, it's like, I'm prioritizing my relationship with my husband now. I know I'm not going to not be there for my kids. But I know if I don't, in 18 years, we're going to be looking at each other and be like, okay, well, now what do we want to do? And we don't even know each other anymore. No, absolutely. I think we both have are very um, fortunate that we have a yeah. great support system that allows us to travel and do those things. Um, yeah, I think, too, it's hard with date nights to not talk about your ch- kids. I try to, like, make a con- concentrated effort to not talk about They your always children. come up. I mean, they're they do in some life. ways. Yeah. But, like, to, you know, just get the core mm-hmm. of, like, who you are and. Truthfully, you guys, like, I'm sure you know this, but this is also why this became such a creative outlet for Abby and I, because it's something that's ours and isn't work or our kids or whatever. So we get to talk about other people's relationships. Yay. Um, I see her moving to Aspen. I feel like that's kind of like a no-brainer. She's in the the mountains, girly. I actually think, I know you would not love it in the winters. I think I would thrive in a place like Aspen because I actually really do love like snow and I would be fine like if like I can't leave my house for a week, especially if I'm Kyle Richards because everything will be delivered to me. And I'm just sitting out there drinking my coffee, like reading books. With your giant dogs. With my, I know that's the thing. She's got dogs meant for Aspen. And then the summer, it's like so mild. You could go on hikes and you can ride your bike all summer. I, I, I'm all for it for her. But I just think it's interesting. And I think Mauricio's going to not. Follow her wherever she goes. No. So then they play a game. Let's play a game. Would you date a woman? Yeah. Oh, my God. Would you date a woman? And Kyle said yes, which was, you know, interesting. Then her and, uh, who was it, Dorit? Who did the scissoring? Um, It was her and Dorit, which, I mean, you know that there's probably going to be these rumors about you. Like, I'm sure there's, like, speculation about her and Morgan. Like she's really leaning in and feeding into it. Um, I do applaud her though. Like, I don't think, I mean, she's not coming straight out and saying Mauricio and I are done and I'm dating Morgan, but I don't think she's really hiding a lot of things. Like she's talking about him, like, like DMing women is not okay. And, but liking photos and like, I, I think without being direct, she's also kind of saying like, yes, this she's is who being, I am now. She's being very smart in the sense of like, I don't owe you guys to define whatever is truly going on because I I basically have told you yeah. guys without actually saying it, which well, I could get a I bit mean, annoyed if I'm being honest. As much as I love her, I'm like just well, just say it. it's so obvious. Like when she was like at the event, which was like, honest, like that event was beautiful, and you could see it meant so much to her friend's mom. Like it was a really there were so many pieces of that that I was like, wow, this is amazing that they're showing up, that they're talking about suicide. Sutton opened up about. Her father's suicide. I just, I think it's really, really beautiful that they were doing this. But when she's talking to the person and it was like, hold on, I love this song. And she's just gazing at Morgan. I'm like, and recording. Like, yeah, you guys are in love. Like, it's fine. But like, I don't know. Like, if I'm planning an event and you're singing, I'm like, hold on a second. No, I would. Like, I'm like, like isn't that she, I would be like, isn't she good? And, yeah, and so I I'm like, like, that's my best friend. Isn't she amazing? Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be like, like, they're, and, they're clearly in love respectfully i feel like the choice of song was interesting as well right like having seemed, yeah, you know it, some yeah love it, making love in a kitchen i don't remember the lyrics verbatim but it didn't seem like a a song about a friend yeah let's put it that way it's no but, like, one sweet day mariah carey boyfriend uh, um i i so there's a couple songs that have to be played at my funeral and if one sweet day and on Ingle's Wings, which those of you that know, you know, I will come back and haunt every single person <laughs> responsible for planning my funeral. If those aren't played or are they played? are not played. Oh, are not. Played. And I also want Spirit in the Sky. That's a great song, too. I plan on having a celebration of life. And I would love, oh, I, I would love a Pitbull song thrown in there just for to make people laugh like you just did. <laughs> just people fireball, fireball, fireball. And then like it's. Well, because yours are probably, you're probably, since yours won't be at like a, most likely at like a Catholic church. I'm no. guessing. But like, yeah. you might have it more at like a, a very nice event space. You could have like at that moment, like staff comes out and just like starts getting yes. fireball shots out. Yes, because I do enjoy a fireball You do? Shot. No, I think, I mean, if, if I, if you go before me, I'll make sure it happens. Well, I'll make sure one sweet day. Maybe I'll get boys to men. Can't They're going to be dead. Are you kidding me? When I, I, I hope they're dead when I'm dead. When I die. Maybe, well, who knows? I might have the 
what do they call it? The holograms. <laughs> I mean, that would be kind of creepy and in the way I'd like it. <laughs> With you sitting next to them. <laughs> gonna... That would be me. That would be so weird. Okay. I digress. We okay, wait, really I gotta ask you a topic. question. Do you think PK and Dorit make it? Ooh, I don't. I I think they're trying. I genuinely do think they're trying. I just think the robbery and clearly like the PTSD and what PK said, I just think they, I feel like they're at like a very much a crossroads and they don't know each other. Like Dorit changed and was heavily impacted by that. And PK hasn't been emotionally vulnerable until parts of this episode, but I just, I don't know. I, it yeah. doesn't seem like it. What do you think? I think, yeah. And I, I almost don't, I don't know if it's fair for Dorit to say that the second she needed, like she always supports PK and the second she needed it, he couldn't do it. Cause it, I do see his point of like, I, I don't think Beverly Beach is paying the bills, you know, for them. So I see his point, like, I have to travel for work. I'm managing talent, most of which are in London, where he's from, where he built his business. So, like, if he stops that, then they don't have their lifestyle. That's important to both of them, but really important to Dorit. And he can't be working and providing for the family in that sense while also being her full-time support and always available to her and her emotional needs. I, I just, I don't envy them. I think it's a really tough spot because I could see as someone who does travel for work, if I can't, when I come home, that would be just so emotionally draining and exhausting to deal with that on top of it. Not that I get, you know, you say vows and all that. I just, I, I can sympathize with both of them because I also see Dorit, like, I'm mentally like not okay. I'm struggling and you're gone and I'm trying to hold it together for our kids. And then when you come home, I need you to pick up the pieces and you're too tired to do it. It's just, I don't think they're going to last and it makes me sad. But I just don't see. I appreciate I, they're trying, but I, I just, appreciate it too. I, I I don't know that it lasts either, and I don't know. I wish them well. One thing I want to pivot before I talk about Dury and Morgan. Uh, before I forget, um, is Mauricio. So when they played that game and talking about him liking the photos and following the women, I would just love your. To me, that was an indicator confirming that he has cheated on her. But what's your take in terms of Kevin? So if Kevin um, DM correspondence with women followed, like, like what's kind of your take on so that? Kevin doesn't know his Facebook password anymore. And it's like linked to like his Webster account where he, he graduated college. He can't reset it. So he really cannot even access his Facebook. So I would almost like if I somehow got into it and saw there were messages like back and forth of like, well, his account got hacked. Um, but he, I, he is on Instagram. I think he's posted, um, four times in the matter of nine years. I just, he's not very active on social media. Okay. So, so I don't, but like if I, let's say like emails, cause like he does email on yeah. his own business. Um, if I saw email, like email correspondence is really shady. I guess what, given your scenario, if I was in a, with a person who does like actively use social media DMS to me would not be okay. Like, even if somebody DM'd him, it's like, oh, you're so hot. I just think you don't respond to that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get I get weird DMs from creeps. Like, I know they're bots, but they're like, hey, you want a sugar daddy? Like, I delete those. I'm not I'm not engaging on that. Um, the like no, wouldn't bother me unless, unless a bridge has been crossed. And then I would say you can't like the photos of these like young, hot women if you've like hooked up with their friends or something. Like no, that. absolutely. I think for me, I think the liking comes in place of like, oh, you followed this fitness model who slid into your DMs who you didn't yeah. know before. Like, right. So I totally get what she's saying. And I feel like I could see him definitely clearly. I mean, it's not even. I mean, he's, he's kind of confirmed like hooking engaged. up with an influencer that's like 28 or something. Yeah, like, I mean, like, so I'm like, well, maybe this is what he was doing the whole this time. This is definitely probably what he was doing. Okay. So I want to talk about Dory. So we get a scene at the celebration um, uh, honoring Kyle's friend where Morgan and Kyle are eating fruit skewers. And there's a fruit, I think it's a cantaloupe that Morgan does not like. Or Kyle does not like, so Morgan takes a bite out. Yeah, I mean, so I know, like, I have friends that don't like like certain things, or like 
I hate olives. And so like my really good friends, like if there's something with olives on it, they'll like pick it off for me or like I'll pick it off and I'll like put it on their plate. And I'd be like, here, like, I know you like olives. I don't go ahead and eat them. Just the way in which it was done and they ate it, I was just kind of like, I, I, there's just so many, I think because we have this heightened like awareness with them, because there's so many other things that just like, this doesn't seem like normal friend behavior. Oh, not at all. I would, I just, I just hurt eyes and she's like, this is how rumors start. Like, yeah, you and I wouldn't do that. Like I wouldn't take oh. a bite out of your fruit skewer. I would like say, I might be like, Hey, it. I know you hate cantaloupe. I love it. Will you I'll, like p- pick it off or something? Yeah. Or, or I, just, I would like, just give, give it to you. Yeah. Like here you have it. Like, I don't know. Like, I think like, or we ordered something and I took a bite. I'm like, I don't like this. Like I wouldn't be, I don't know. I just, yes. Yes, it just seems very comfortable. Like before we, yes. Okay, so before we wrap on this, I have to also say I was wrong. I thought I was going to really like Anne Marie. If her whole storyline this season is going to be as a doctor, this esophagus, I'm like, like they sat down and she's like, "So you guys are good friends with Sutton." I thought she was going to say, "I got off on a wrong foot with her. How can we like, you know, be? How can we make it fun or whatever?" She's like the esophagus thing. (laughs) I'm like. And then she did say eating disorder. I like how Crystal's like, that's gaslighting. And I don't need to be a medical professional to know that. Like, I was like, oh, you're, you're not going to last long. Little no. Miss Anne Marie. Bye, Anne Marie. Bye. Yeah. Bye, um, darling. But don't say bye to us, guys, before we wrap. Uh, don't say bye to us. I yes. do also want to recognize if you are struggling, there is yeah. support. I do think it was beautiful what Kyle did. Um, hit text 988. That is a hotline and a prevention hotline. You are loved and well-deserved and have a place here. So if you are struggling, I do want to recognize that. But um, we are wrapping up. So do your part and leave us a five-star rating or written review. Guys, it's my goal to get in the top 10 of the chart um, this year. I'm just throwing things out there, manifesting. I want to get up these damn charts. It's one of these annoying things about podcasting. And apparently ratings and reviews are big. Um, contribution to that. So please help us make all our dreams come true by doing your part. And with that, make it a great day or don't. The choice is yours. We are thrilled to have Sideshow sponsoring our podcast today. They offer a wide selection of premium figures, statues, and fine art from the worlds of Star Wars, DC, Marvel, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and more. These limited edition, handcrafted, officially licensed collectibles bring pop culture's biggest icons to life in your home. And here's the best part. You can get an exclusive $50 off your first order of $200 or more. It's a great opportunity for new customers to dive into the world of high-quality collectibles, or you can gift it to that super geek in your life. Plus, shopping at Sideshow earns 5% back in Sideshow rewards, meaning for every $100 you spend, you get $5 back in rewards that can be used on future purposes purchases. Well, geeking out is its own reward. Your collection goes farther with Sideshow. So what are you waiting for? Visit Sideshow.com promo code REALMOMS right now and get ready to let your geek side show. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.